transformation from not choosing until it was too late to very intelligently quitting by following a framework of questions and eventually to intuitive decision making. Welcome to the Feel the Breeze podcast. All about living your best life through spirituality, energy and mindset. Raw, honest and a little controversial from time to time. We are Gerben and Rianne from the Feel the Breeze family. We document our lifestyle on YouTube and build our income around our dream life. We created our reality, our best life, even in the COVID times. We sail around the world with our son while expanding our businesses and investing in projects and startups that have a positive impact on the world. And on this podcast, we share our stories and experiences. So, welcome on board. One of the most challenging things I came across in my 36 years on this planet, and right, I'm 36 years old, um, but one of the most difficult things is finding the courage to quit. And maybe this sounds a little bit weird, but I think it's going to be relatable to a lot of you who are listening in. And to start with being really honest is that I was really bad at quitting, especially quitting a successful job or business. And I discovered I was even very bad at quitting a unsuccessful one. And uh, you would guess and think that that would be easier when you're not that successful. But to be honest, I think it's even harder. Well, at least it was for me. But if we go to the essence of these decisions to quit a job or a business, they are all life-changing decisions, which I experienced 10 years ago to be very frightening. And now I actually see them as the most fulfilling and guiding ones. So in this podcast, I would love to share with you how I got from not being able to quit to quitting very easily. My transformation from not choosing until it was too late to very intelligently quitting by following a framework of questions and eventually to intuitive decision-making. And these three phases are actually the phases you would go through before you will be mastering any art. And if you have been following us for a while, you know that we see living life as an art. And as with any other art, like photography or painting, you evenly have to train yourself to be good at it. So today we're going to talk about mastering the art of quitting, a small but very essential part to mastering the art of life, which just means creating your best life. But first I want to share a personal story with you that underlines why it is so important to have a framework of questions to ask yourselves when it comes to quitting. And It has to be a framework that helps you in the first place with recognizing when it is time to reflect about if you should take that decision to quit, but also with finding the courage to quit and to do it with emotional and rational intelligence. And this first story I want to share with you is about the first time I made a life-changing big decision to quit. And it was my most difficult one. It was based on a necessity and unfortunately not based on inspiration. And I hope by sharing this podcast with you, uh, you will not come to that point where I've been and you will do it from inspiration. But we come back to that later. So my first decision um, 
the life-changing decision of quitting was quitting my profession of being a lawyer. And I would love to ask you to be kind, just like I am to all my not-so-good or not-so-proudest moments and character traits. Um, because in this part of my life, I was just leaving university at 23 years of age. I really had no clue of what life was really about. And I just followed what everyone else did and got a job at one of the best law firms in the region. That was what you did if you graduated from law. And I can still remember how proud I was and how confident and insecure at the same time, but mostly excited to walk into that office of my law firm. And of course, actually, legally, it wasn't my law firm. But it felt that way. I felt like I was part of it and I was so proud of being part of something so big. And the office building was just impressive. And all the marmor, high ceilings and an inner courtyard. But nothing left an expression as all the well-dressed men and women sitting in their small offices, walking around in the hallways, calling, looking very busy and important and so confident and so strong and powerful and after setting in the first steps and really walking through those hallways towards the department I would spend my first one and a half years in an evenly small office but with the worst view the neighboring office wall so really I had no sunlight coming in during the whole day and I could only see this brick wall ah <sighs> So it was really not that inspirational. And on my very first day, I noticed that my energy of excitement and my proudness was changing and that I started to feel very small, caged even. But hey, I said to myself, I'm wearing my killer heels today and my very first tailor-made suit. I can do this. And that is how I started my lawyer job. Very naive full with enthusiasm but I came to the realization pretty soon like on my first day <laughs> I didn't know anything about the law or being a lawyer and the job was not and I mean really not as cool fun or romantic as in the movies or in, or in the series suits so my very first year was really challenging I wanted to quit multiple times felt extremely insecure and had no idea what I was doing. But I just pushed through and also realized that I had to give it a chance. This first year was all about really understanding what it meant to be a great lawyer. And during that first year, I knew I had so much opportunities uh, to learn new skills, to gain more knowledge, that everything what was going on that I found it really bad was outweighed by these new skills and knowledge I was gaining. And the second year went a little bit better, but still not aging it and also still feeling miserable, unfortunately. But I was young and had at least the Friday afternoon drinks and activities I enjoyed outside my 60 to 80 hours work week. Yes, they were that were long days. Um, and I had some great colleagues that helped me get through the days as well. I actually got to meet Cindy. Cindy is one of my best friends up until today, who I miss almost every day with sailing. Um, but I, I was 
I was able to struggle through that second year. I was still not very good at my job. I had still a lot to learn. I was still feeling miserable, but my colleagues, the fun parts, uh, they were getting me through. And then the third year came. And finally, I got the hang out of it. I changed section and I don't say this easily at all, but I was really getting good at my job. And even though I was getting that good at it, and for the outside world, I was very successful, I hated it more and more and more. I was always dealing with conflicts, clients that were never satisfied, because no one wins with lawsuits and lawyers. Everybody has to pay high prices, even when you win a case in the Netherlands. So it was really an unfulfilling job to me with also a lot of company politics. And I never been good at politics, let alone company politics within a law firm. And I had this feeling of never being good enough, always feeling the pressure of working more hours and delivering more revenue for the company. And still I was telling myself to push through and that I studied too long for this to give up, which was definitely my ego talking and a big red flag would be nowadays, but At that point in my life, I wasn't that reflective or conscious, so I didn't do anything, really anything with it back then. But then my fourth year arrived. My best months as a successful lawyer, but also the worst, and it even brought me to my lowest point in life. And if I look back, I had many, many moments that I could have realized that I needed to quit this job. I just really had no idea how to quit. I just kept on going with the thought, it will get better, this is normal, everybody needs to push through the first years, you've studied this long so you can't quit, and yeah, (laughs) I was just really locked up in this system of thinking and I had no idea what to do other than being a lawyer or practicing law, and yeah, just keep pushing through. And this keep pushing through, if you notice this, I've been saying it a few times already during this podcast, but we have this saying in Dutch. We the A zegt moet ook B zeggen, and this means uh, translated a little bit freely. But if you start something, you have to finish it. So this was really programmed in my whole system of thinking, and I really thought, yeah, well, I've started it, so I have to finish this. I have to do this for the rest of my life, and this is what I studied for. I can't change anything right now. I need the salary that comes with it, and it was a good salary. Um, So I had all these limiting beliefs and yeah, disempowering thoughts. And then after almost four years of pushing through, I remember it as if it was the day of yesterday. It was getting spring. It was spring. It was getting warmer. It was the first warm day that I thought, well, let's take the bike today to the office. So I took the bike. I started bicycling. And just before the office, the law firm, you had this big crossway. And there was this road that yeah, people drove pretty hard. They weren't allowed to drive that hard, but they did. And I was standing there waiting with my bicycle. And then there came this huge truck. And in a split second, I had the thought, well, dying is maybe better than me going to the office today. And having that thought that dying would be so much easier than to keep on living, then I knew things needed to change drastically. So I was really in 
an emergency state, there was this necessity to change. And if I think back on that moment, I probably was feeling this way for more than a year. Every evening, I was really totally drained from all energy. I just came back from the office and I would just only would lay down on the couch and watch a movie and then I would go to bed. And even when I was in bed, I had these really bad nights and I was just emotionally disengaged. I had this constant back pain and my back is my weak spot. And if I close my eyes right now and think at that moment, I can still feel the pain and see myself dragging myself out of bed in the morning, sometimes even crawling to the shower because my back was hurting so much. To just find myself sitting there for 30 minutes on the ground and just letting the hot water of the shower run over my back. Until finally my muscles would loosen up so I could move again and walk and would be able in a state to get to the office. And if I look at it right now, I, I, can, I just can't understand that it could, could get that far, I just lost the spirit of living and enjoying life. And with that, something became painfully and profoundly clear. Something I never wanted to happen became a reality. I promised myself that I would never get myself in a situation to feel a depression like my father was living with for years and years and years. I promised myself that I would do everything to prevent it. And now there I was at the edge and if I'm really honest, maybe even already knees deep into one. And if I hear myself talking right now, I realize it's not the most uplifting podcast and I definitely never intended to let this podcast be depressive. So sorry if it feels a little bit like that, um, but I do intend it to be real, raw and honest vulnerable and insightful and I promise after this it will get better <laughs> because this was really my deepest moment in my life not my worst but I was definitely at my no lowest point uh, spiritually and to be honest I just don't believe in sharing success stories uh, I think the failures the hurdles the challenges are so much more powerful and insightful but I'm getting distracted so um, when I was at that lowest point in my job as a lawyer, in need of drastically change, I intuitively knew that I just, if I could just set that step inside a corporate company as a legal counsel or even a junior function would be okay. But if I could just be there and show them what else I can do, I will be able to leave my profession and do something I actually will enjoy. And then I also came to the realization that my degree, I never intended my, my law degree to be a cage. And up until that moment, my law degree was a cage. I thought I studied law, so I, the only thing I can do is something with law. And arriving at that lowest point in my life, I started to realize that this was such a disempowering belief. And... At my lowest point in life, I was able to shake off those handcuffs, that cage of my law degree, and I got creative because I knew, I just found my intuitive confidence that I could be and do so much more than only being a lawyer. And that 
if I could just show it, people would recognize it and I will get those opportunities within a corporate company. And as said, I did it and so it went. And I found that finally that intuitive confidence and power to quit. Yes, far too late and from that necessity point of view. But I did it and I started a magnificent and fulfilling career within a multinational. Um, well, at least for a couple of years, because that part was also not exactly what I had in mind for myself. But I was still young and I needed to learn my lessons and I gained amazing skills as being a lawyer but even more as having that career within that corporate corporate company and all those skills and experiences I still use up until today. So I'm so grateful for all these experiences and all these experiences for me up until today and make everything what we're doing right now also possible. But at that moment, my biggest outtake was that with taking decisions to quit, to carefully watch my energy levels and to never let it come that far anymore. And I wanted to be able to change course, to quit from an inspiration point of view, instead of a no other option point of view and necessity. And it's so more fun to be able to do it from from an inspirational point of view everything is so much more easier you have so much more energy and you can do so much more beautiful things than when it is out of that no other option point of view you already lost so much you already are drained of energy in so many ways so that was my first outtake and my most important one and my first step to getting that framework of intelligently quitting and exactly this is also the reason why it's so important to have that framework in place that will help you with taking a decision to quit based on inspiration instead of a necessity. So now it's time. Here it goes. I will share with you my framework, which is built up out of a trigger and five following questions. And in some cases, even a six one, but that one I will share at the end of the podcast. So the trigger for my framework is that I have this rule for myself that if I notice that in three times I'm not feeling very happy or energized about something I am doing, like a project, a job, a business or a corporation or a partnership, it doesn't matter. It can be very big or very small, but if I notice that in three times in a period, short period of time, I'm not feeling happy or energized. And then I'm not mean like a short moment because nothing can be 100% happy and energizing, but a feeling in general that can take up a day or even a week maybe. So it's really a thinking and a feeling that is, that is there. And if I notice that I have three times this feeling of not being happy or not energized, then instantly... I would clear up my agenda for the upcoming weekend and take the time to reflect and be honest with myself. And this is also why we tell all our clients to always keep a good eye on your energy levels. Your energy levels are the first signals of that there's something going on in your life in a good or in a bad way. And if you hear me now talking and you realize, hey, I definitely am at that point of not feeling happy or energized quite regularly, or maybe you're even further like me within my first job as a lawyer, 
then I would love to help you uh, ask these five questions to yourself. And the first one is to really reflect about, does this make me happy and energized? Not in every moment, but in general. So it's really time to reflect that when you had those three signals of not feeling happy and energized, how is your feeling in general about that job or business or project or whatever it is that you are doing? And if I notice that I conclude that it doesn't really make me happy what I'm doing or costs a lot of energy, if I outweigh everything that comes along with that job, that business, that project or whatever it is, then I know I have to be very honest and clear and maybe even quit with what I am doing. And um, yeah, this just goes for everything, not only a job as my lawyer job has said. So first question, does it really make me happy and energized? And I take this notebook, I just write my first thoughts down and really reflect on how I am feeling within that job, business or project. Then the second question I ask myself, is there an opportunity for growth? In a situation that costs me energy or doesn't really make me happy, I always ask myself if there is an opportunity for growth. Are there skills and lessons to learn worth the downside of not feeling happy or enthusiastic about it? And for example, my first two years of being a lawyer, this was definitely the case. I was feeling energized enough. I didn't really enjoy it. So it was definitely not making me happy or energized. But I was learning so much and there were enough upsides around the job that made it worth it. And in the basics, this is also a question about balance. And if the opportunity for growth doesn't outweigh the negative aspect, I just stop with what I am doing. I don't even ask the other question because it's painfully clear that it's a loss of energy, a loss of time, and I could really do something better. But if you're still doubting, if you still don't know what to do, or if you still don't feel the courage yet, because that is something I can totally understand with my first decision, I definitely wouldn't feel the courage right now. Then you have the third question. If I keep doing this, how does this make my life easier or more fun? And this is really about the reason why you keep a job or a friend or a company or a hobby or a project or a business. So you're really looking towards that reason why you keep sticking on to that decision to do this. And by asking this question, it becomes obvious what your drivers are. And when you know your drivers, you know if it are valid arguments or that your ego or fear is driving you like status or certainty. And uh, one of my other decisions to quit was uh, my marriage. I've been married for eight months. And there I really learned to ask myself this question and to really discover my drivers in the basis The one thing that was holding me back to get a divorce after just eight months of marriage was the fear of what other people would think. And it had nothing to do with the, with the marriage or with my partner at all. It was all about outside influences. So then I really knew, okay, I'm driven by fear. I'm driven by what other people think of me and my status. And I was really thinking about, okay, if I end this relationship, will I ever get Will I ever get a relationship again? Will I ever find somebody who 
sticks up with me, who who is willing to do whatever I want. And yeah, so I knew right there and then that um, my drivers weren't pure and weren't definitely the, the right ones. So that was also for me very clear. If my drivers aren't the right drivers, then I just have to quit. And then the following question, this is really a fun one. This really makes you realize um, yeah, what it is costing you. And that is, what can't I do right now? Because I'm still committed to doing this. So this really clarifies how valuable your time is and what more beautiful things you could do and realize if you weren't still busy within this job or project or, or whatever it is. So this makes painfully clear how you can better spend your life, your time and do something so much more fulfilling. And for example, this I, I got to answer this question within my corporate career. I um, was gaining a lot of skills and knowledge. I was still pretty comfortable, so it wasn't a bad situation at all, but I didn't feel that energized anymore. And yeah, I... Yeah, the skills and the opportunity for growth weren't that big anymore. I was already four years working in. I had done these amazing, really amazing projects. I had different functions from uh, managing a team of 13 people to being the first female's national sales manager. And yeah, so I, I, I really experienced a lot. So it was also not an opportunity for growth anymore. And um I thought, if I keep doing this, how does this make my life more easier or fun? And then I thought, yeah, that's also not the case. It's not making my life easier or more fun. It wasn't at all. It was just, okay. So I knew, okay, this is also not not something really happening over here. But then I asked the question, what can't I do right now? Because I'm still committed to doing this. And at that moment, I want to start my first it's actually not my first it was my third but I want to start my own business and I want to really commit to it and do it full time and really try to make it a success and I knew if I sticked to this job with a very comfortable salary um, I would not be able to spend my time in creating something new so I knew I had to quit because if I wanted that new business to thrive and to be something amazing, I just couldn't stick with that job. So that really clarified for me, okay, uh, you have to quit your corporate career and step full time in that adventure called being an entrepreneur. So that was really, um, really a big one for me. And then we have the last question, the fifth one. What kind of burden will I be lifted off if I stop doing this? And I love this question because this again will help visualize the positive outcome of quitting. And this is so important. It's an essential part of any change or transformation that you have to focus on the positive outcome. That will be your driver to find that courage to quit, to stick to that decision to quit and to take action. There is no decision without taking action. Otherwise, it's just a thought. So if you decide to quit, you have to take that first step of action. Otherwise, it just is a thought and will never become an action. And yeah, 
by realizing and asking yourself this question, what kind of burden will I be lifted off if I stop doing this? This will open so much opportunities. If I asked myself this question earlier in my law firm career point, I would definitely, that's the burden that will be lifted off that was definitely not feeling depressed anymore. And just not feeling depressed anymore, that burden was, it's like no one would think, do a second guess around that question. Of course, you want to be lifted from that burden. And that is going to be your driver to keep pushing through and to find the courage to quit and to really go for it. And yeah, these are these five questions. And these are that framework that will help you to very intelligently and emotionally quit. And if you practice this more, which I have done, I've uh, quitted my three years of an unsuccessful business. So I have to tell this story as well. After I quit my corporate career, I started my own fashion label. It was a sustainable fashion brand and it was really making custom made garments. It was a project of the future. And yeah, it's, uh, I have too little time to explain it, but I invested my time and all my money in it for three years, but I just couldn't get it off the ground. And being able to quit in that situation was more difficult to quit than my corporate career, which was a successful one. So my unsuccessful business, I had really more trouble quitting that one than my successful career within the corporate company. And I think that had mostly to do with failure. And yeah, quitting your business just says, well, hey, I I didn't make it. So yeah, somewhere in my mind, I thought, you're not good enough. You're not able to be an entrepreneur. You can't do this and all those kind of things. So with having an unsuccessful business, I really had to struggle to change my limiting beliefs and to overcome failure and really learn the meaning of seeing a challenge, a failure as a lesson, as a present, that it is our job to find the meaning and the lesson in every challenge and setback. So although it was really, really hard, eventually I was able to um, to quit. And that was possible because I asked myself that last question, what burden will I be lift off? And I knew that with quitting my business, I would be able to travel and sail around the world with my family. And that was one of the most most important things for me that I really wanted. So in the end, I was able to quit my three years of unsuccessful business, but it was definitely not easy and I still needed that framework. And after that, quitting became super easy. I've overcome that fear of failure. I've overcome the fear of quitting. I've overcome the fear of losing your status of what people and others would think of me. So I really did everything that was possible. And with doing all those decisions, all those big decisions of quitting, I was able to intuitively quit very easily. And my next decision, big decision after that came about quitting my home in Amsterdam. Um, Me and uh, my family, we were sailing in 2019 for eight months to see if we would love living on a sailing boat. And we did. 
And with realizing that, I also came to the conclusion very intuitively that I had to sell my apartment in Amsterdam. And I didn't give any thought about it. And uh, yes, it could be, have been a beautiful source of income and it could have done so much more. But those were all ego-driven reasons. So I really knew, okay, I'm going to sell my apartment because at this point in our life, this is the best thing that I needed to do. I needed to quit my home in Amsterdam. And sometimes you just have those feelings. And if you're if you practice this art of quitting more and more and more, you will notice that you get far easier in this decision-making around quitting and eventually even find that intuitive feeling of quitting. Now I can quit very easily. I've uh, This year I've, I've ended a couple of partnerships very easily. They were very, very financially interested, but I didn't get energy out of it. And yeah, it was just easy. No, this is not for us. This is not for me. So I have to quit it. So we have this last point we would love to talk to you about. And this is, if you're thinking about quitting your job or your business because it's not fulfilling you're thinking about selling it or your job is draining yourself from energy then i would like then i would like to ask you this final question what if you could change your perspective what if you were able to see your business which is not driven by purpose and not f- making you feel fulfilled as a vehicle to get to a more fulfilling life For example, you could keep that job or that business to keep having your income and be able to build towards a life you dream about. And for a job, it's really difficult because it can be 60 to 80 hours. But just by changing perspective, it can already relieve yourself from a lot of pressure and make it that your job doesn't cost you that much energy. And what if... Your job brings every month a lot of money and you are able to cut down on costs drastically by moving in with your your partner or your parents or changing your beautiful home for something very much smaller. And you're able to set aside quite a large sum of money every month to be able to buy your first or your second house and start investing in real estate, rent it out and create passive income streams. Then you are on your way to creating financial independence. Then your job becomes a vehicle towards financial independence and creating your best life. Because I know a lot of you, like me, are stuck within those financial thoughts and fears of not having enough money. And uh, that is very understandable. And I can tell you from experience, having financial stress is the worst stress you can have. We had it for two years and I would never wish it upon anyone else. And I will never, never let it happen to myself again or my family. But I'm getting distracted again. What if you could see your job and change your perspective as if your job is that vehicle to reach that financial independence? then maybe your whole focus shifts from a job that you find horrible towards, hey, my job is helping me reach my best life. And that can also go for your not-so-fulfilling company. What if you are able to create 
and run your company in such a way that you can cut down on hours drastically. And then your company is actually a form of passive income. And with that income, you can do things you enjoy more. You can be able to invest that money in towards creating other sources of income. And you are able to donate it to good causes or start your own foundation or do good with it. And this sounds maybe weird, but we actually do have a, a few clients that have a very successful business, but feeling totally unfulfilled. And that's because if you're not serving others, if you're not having a purposeful life, if you're not having fulfillment in your overall way of living, then even when you have everything, you can still feel miserable. And then changing perspective is a great way to um, yeah, to solve this problem of the question, do I need to quit or yes or no? So this was my podcast about the art of quitting and mastering that art. And if you have any questions, please let us know. Send us an email or contact us via our social channels. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in learning a lot more, then maybe you could think about following our online experience, Modern Lifestyle, or joining our mentor program, which starts on the 1st November of every year. It's a six-month program that is really designed of helping you understanding and mastering the art of living. And this part of mastering the art of quitting is a very small but very essential part of this whole art of life. And we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And if you liked it, please feel free to share with others or uh, tag us in your uh, Instagram stories. If you are listening to us, we would love to hear and share, uh, share that you are listening to us. Have a great day and uh, feel the breeze. Thanks for listening of this episode of our podcast. If you want to know more about us, our businesses, or what we can do for you, or just want to follow our adventures, take a look at our website, www.feelthebreeze.nl. And you can find us on YouTube with weekly vlogs and daily updates on Instagram. Just look for Feel the Breeze family. Have an amazing day and feel the breeze.